The Illini football team starts out the season in not the greatest way they possibly can, I could say, but the best way by getting a win under their belts and game one of the season against the defending MAC champions, Toledo. We're going to talk about that and then preview their next matchup against Kansas on Friday night. But welcome into the first of two ISN Nows this week. Joined, as always, by Noah Kell. I'm Will Charlton. Noah, what a game on Saturday night at Memorial Stadium. I mean, the Illini looked dead when they were down 19-7, to but then... The co-Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, Miles Scott, gets them right back into the game with a pick six, and then the stadium just gets revitalized. I don't think you could have possibly had a more stressful opening <laughs> game to start no. the season. Oh, we kind of knew gosh. it would be, though. We had a feeling it was going to be one of those, like, who's going to throw the final haymaker kind of games, you know, because it was two teams who, obviously, we knew Toledo was coming in to mean business, and Illinois had a lot to figure out in game one, but... Yeah, well, Toledo had a lot to prove because last year, you know, they, I wouldn't say they dominated their conference, but they clearly showed that they were the best. And right. now you go on the road to start the season against a Big Ten team that, you know, now the program is starting to take shape, start to take form with Thielema. And they definitely wanted to prove something. And they, they came out of the gates firing, especially, well, after Illinois scored that opening uh, touchdown where they looked great, by the way. And you're thinking, man, this offense looks good. And then all of a sudden, they score 19 unanswered, and then everything changes. Um, <laughs> there are no, there's no energy in the yeah, stadium they, at all. Luke Altmaier had just thrown a pick. His one mistake in the entire right. game. We, I was about to tweet at the time, Altmaier looks really good right now. And yeah. then he throws it into triple coverage, gets yeah. intercepted. And at that point, I almost was like, this game's over. Because I kind of thought that was the point for me. It's like, wow, that this could... Uh... This is not going to go our way, is it? <laughs> this, yeah, this was a defensive line that was ranked in many preseason projections to be one of the best in the country. Right. And then you have them giving absolutely no pressure at all to Daquan Finn. Yeah, Finn had way too much time. Like, I mean, and when like, they forced him to throw the ball, he didn't look that great throwing. He started it. out two for nine throwing. Right. And they were still moving the ball at ease because they were averaging almost eight yards a play on first down and you're just not going to stop them their like rushing that. attack was just i'm not going to say tricking the defense but they had no answer for it at first they had no idea how to stop finn like out of the when he was getting pressured and able to escape the pocket and then which was I, rare <laughs> their running their running back's name is blanking blanking me right now uh jaquez stewart when whenever they rush between him and finn it just always seemed like at first they would get Six, seven, eight, even nine yards on first down, then all of a sudden they're set up with a second and short. They wouldn't get a third and short. They easily get on that on that play with another run. So I don't know. That just the whole thing. I'm just I'm so glad that they were able to figure everything out in the second half, look a completely different team. And I, I guess you can say like step up in the moment moments that really matter down the stretch yeah because i mean we talked about this there even though there was really just one one good year for illinois football and you look at it eight and five that doesn't tell the story we know how big that season last year was for the illini Massive. and then you come into this Massive. season with the biggest expectations that you've had since you know the mid 2000s right like it's a big yeah. deal yeah. and then so think about how much pressure they had down 12 they're potentially going to get embarrassed by yeah. a, a MAC team at home to start the season. And then 
Miles Scott makes the play. Obviously, we can't say the play of the year, play of the year so far. I mean, still, you have to balance that with the fourth down play, but right, don't, right, yeah. Illinois one hundred percent does not win that game if he doesn't make that play. No, because not at all. Odds are that ball goes incomplete and if he doesn't make the play. They drive down probably the way they had been. It's oh, yeah. a three score game. And let's talk about this too. Did you see the angle from Finn throwing the ball? Did you see Miles Scott tracking that ball from the get go? Oh yeah, that was incredible. And he I said mean, it he knew afterward that Finn too. was going there the mm-hmm. entire time. And yeah, he, he did say it he afterwards. said he was tracking his eyes and he saw right where he was going to throw it. Yep. And his instincts you know, took him there perfectly. And then that's that former wide receiver in him right there. <laughs> that's right. And I loved the uh, the Bielema tweet the other day. Um, I'm trying to remember what it said now, but uh, whenever Miles Scott won the co-defensive player yeah. of the week, uh, he was like, you know, we turned him from uh, wide receiver to cornerback and he's like one of our guys right, right? and i it seemed like he may have been uh referencing the the bickering he had back and forth with walters about the previous cornerbacks but mm-hmm. just a great moment for the for him just i can't imagine how much also, confidence big, LOL, him. speaking of walters purdue losing week one yeah i'm not gonna lie i love that I do too. I do too. <laughs> everyone loved that yeah everyone loved that <laughs> but what a huge play. And all of a sudden, every every player on that defense was energized. Oh, yeah. The defensive yeah. line was fighting again, which we hadn't seen all game. Um, and then they're, they're getting the ball back to their offense. Next thing you know, Illinois takes the lead back. Yep. And with everything going the Illini's way, they still – some of those penalties killed them. And, oh, yeah. And then they got to the point where, oh, my gosh, the roughing the passer call gave Akis that one. Hurt. That was one of the gut punches because is that was that the drive Toledo scored that touchdown? It was to third and fourteen. Yep. yep, and they were down by five at the time, and then they went for two and just didn't yeah. get it. But right. yeah, Gabe Akis has no idea he's like go of the ball. This is three second, probably three seconds after he's throwing yeah, the ball. That, like we 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 watched the uh, one of the television screens in the press box after that to make sure it was, and it was clearly. I mean, he went low on Finn. Like it was pretty much the definition yeah. of roughing the passer. Yeah, he wasn't looking up, and but Finn, still, Finn had already gotten rid even of the ball. even at that. You still can't go low on yeah. the quarterback. That's still a penalty. No, I yeah, one hundred percent. I'm just I'm not saying that he saw that he threw it was just being an idiot or yeah. something. He genuinely didn't know, but still, you just you, you just can't, can't make, make that, that play. You can't. play. There was four minutes left. They would have probably gone for it. Yeah, well, maybe not fourth and fourteen. They might have picked it, but still, Illinois gets the yeah. first down after that. It's game over. Right, but right. Altmeyer with an incredible throw to Casey Washington, the thirty-three yard. I mean, we saw it on, on the field. We four. didn't know if he caught it at first. We didn't, um, and I assumed it got tipped the way the ball was coming out of his hand because he got barrel driven. He, he got leveled and was able to complete that pass. To I don't know Washington. how he pulled that off. Unbelievable in his first game with the Illini. Like, that's in ridiculous. That atmosphere. That just speaks volumes to who he is as a guy, um, you know, just as a player and the composure he had. Mm-hmm. Bielema trusts him 100%, and it goes both ways. Oh, yeah. And Bielema was saying in his press conference on Monday that just his composure, his demeanor, just the way he holds himself as a guy is just so impressive. And Bielema was even saying he had some intangibles that he didn't even know existed before seeing him play live on Saturday night. So just to, just the fact that Bielema already had some questions – answered personally about Altmaier in game one, that's got to give your, a head coach so much confidence in the fact that you know you have a quarterback now. Yeah, and I think it really gave everyone the, the answers they were looking for. I mean, you lose DeVito, and he was a big question mark coming into last season too. You have these, oh, yeah. uh, these guys who are coming in from other schools 
And DeVito is a little bit different. You knew that he had promise from what he had done at Syracuse, but Altmaier was a completely different story. He'd thrown 54 passes in just two years at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and he just looks so comfortable. I mean, he's making all the throws he needs to. He wasn't just game managing. The running game was horrible. Outside of one Reggie Love run, between he was the leading and, rusher. Yeah, Altmaier had 69 between rushing Between him and McCray, I mean, we did some sort of calculation. They had less than three yards per carry outside of the 29-yard right. run. Yeah, and something like that. Altmaier has 69 rushing yards to lead the team. I didn't realize he was that mobile. I mean, we I don't think really anyone seen did. him, but we were very, did. very pleased to see that. Well, just to like know that you kind of have a – I don't know if you can call it dual threat, but to see a guy that comfortable with his legs, awesome. And just with how much moxie he he showed us being in the pocket and it's just his presence as quarterback, all that stuff just equated to, oh, my goodness. I mean, DeVito's shoes might have been filled. I'm I'm not going to get over eager here, but I just, I can't wait to see how he develops the season after seeing that performance on Saturday night. Yeah, and well, there's a lot more on his shoulders than there was for Devito, especially coming up on Friday night too. Yeah, and and we'll we'll get to that, but yeah, you know, the Illini just aren't going to have a Chase Brown this year. No, nope. that's just that was what's proven already. Yeah, and those running backs, we've seen Love. He had some good runs. Uh, McCray never really got anything going. He had the one yard touchdown run, right. but. He never found any holes. Uh, had an important third down conversion late in the game when they set up the field goal. But that offensive line was getting dominated. Yeah. I mean, it was bad on both sides. If we want to talk about the real takeaways here negatively, the defensive line, offensive line got run out of the building there by, mm-hmm. by Toledo. And, you know, if it weren't for that, Illinois probably wins this game pretty comfortably. But I, you, they have to figure things out, especially those two. Oh, yeah. Those two units. But – you know, now you go into a game against Kansas where it's once again a pretty big road environment. Um, the way Toledo played at Illinois, but now you're on the other side of it. You sure are. It's just so funny to think what these two teams. No one would have cared about this two years ago. I, I said that in my recap yeah. article on Monday. I said like, if you even think about literally just two years ago, this is a matchup where it's like, who cares? You got the worst team in the Big Twelve playing. One Probably the, the third worst team in the Big Ten. Right. I mean, who cares? But now, after last year with Kansas starting 5-0 and being as ranked as high as 19th, and then Illinois obviously going 7-1 and at the height of the season last year and being ranked as high as 14, I believe. Yeah. They, in the AP poll, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's 16 in the college football playoff. But this is actually, like I was saying in the article, this is the top of the list affair for week two. I mean, obviously, it's not Texas Bama or anything like that. But no. It's Not quite. <laughs> I mean, it is like the highlight of Friday night. Yeah, for sure. And they probably probably did that intentionally. Um, but it's not back to back Friday night games for Kansas. Too funny enough. And they're like unveiling these like brand new black uniforms. Like the 1941 and, logo they had. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of think they're cool. Really? I kind of. I like, like the colors. Of, yeah. I I think the logo looks a little funny, but the I the logo do, does look funny. But I do like the design. Yeah. I think it's pretty clean. It does. Um, yeah. But it actually is funny. Um, you know, Illinois never played Kansas last year, but. We did mention them quite a bit because Illinois and Kansas were the last right. two football programs to have so been ranked. It kind ranked. of feels right this is a non-conference matchup. I mean, it really it, does. It does. Especially <laughs> for the next two years now. Like, Because I'd have to imagine this is a home-and-homer Kansas Cup of Champagne next year. 
At least it, it should be, right? That's, that's the way these usually works, these Power 5 yeah. matchups. Well, yeah. Illinois is doing that in uh, 2025 and 26 with Duke, correct? I, I saw that all over Twitter when Duke the other night was able to beat Clemson. I, I guess no it was last idea. night. Um, but, that's beyond me. <laughs> but I, I saw that, and they're like, yeah, it's actually kind of cool that Illinois is now facing all these teams when they're kind of up and coming as a program, just like yeah. Illinois is. Yeah. So um, with that, do we want to kind of more uh, pinpoint some of the things for this upcoming Friday matchup against the Kansas Jayhawks? I feel like kind of have to. All right. So, you know, I, I feel like we have to start talking about that QB situation Kansas has. Though. Well, so here's the thing. Jalen Daniels, who is their starting quarterback, a guy who last year threw for over 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He was voted upon, and only nine games played, too. I was about to say, that's the important thing. He and one of those being his 550-yard performance in the bowl game against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But um, he was voted as, a, I mean, nothing too crazy, just the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year preseason. Nothing too crazy. That's no big deal. I mean, he didn't play against Missouri State, and I want to say the win was 48-17. to 17. I, think that, I think that's how they beat Missouri State. Right, right. But um, Jalen Daniels... Even if he doesn't play, they get a guy who's got a lot of experience behind him and Jason Bean. And this is even a guy who played in all 12 games as they're through for just under 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns. Yeah, it's, I'll tell you what, it's scary, uh, especially after watching that Illinois defense struggle with Daquan Finn, which nothing against Finn, he caused a lot of problems with his legs. Absolutely. But you're going to have. Wasn't the most efficient in throwing, but. Yeah, but you're going to have either Bean or Daniels who both can pretty uh, like move around in the pocket pretty comfortably Absolutely. and scramble at will, especially Daniels. And last year he had a, a game of 123 rushing yards, mm-hmm. I think, and a few touchdowns. So there's the threat there, a pretty big one at that. And on top of that, he has quite the arm. Oh, he threw yeah. for 544 yards in that bowl game against Arkansas yeah. last year. Around 550, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I said that correctly, everyone. Over 500 yards. Uh-huh. So that game was a, that game was like the definition of offense, but yeah, no, there's no defense to be played. But regardless, he is a legit QB. Oh yeah, Bean is probably one of the better backups, probably in yeah. in the Big Twelve. I mean, and probably even, power even five, against Missouri State, honest. he threw for 276 yards and a couple touchdowns. Yeah, and he was still able to scramble, get 40 40 yards on five carries or yeah. something like that. So. Man, you're going to have a tall task for this defense. And it is so important that this is the second game instead of the first one. As if Toledo wasn't enough to handle. Yeah, I know. I think if you play on the road like this in that first game, you get run out of the building. Probably. With the way Illinois' defense came out all sluggish and finally showed some fight later on. They need to be ready to go on Friday night. Well, that's the only way you win this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, they just didn't show any fight. And if you give Jalen Daniels all that time mm-hmm. in that pocket, he's either he's either running or he's going to find somebody. Right. Because the secondary cannot hold up for that long. There's no way. No. That's, that's going to be really tough. Jalen Daniels doesn't make mistakes either. Like I said, only four interceptions last year. Yeah. As opposed to 18 Which touchdowns. The, I guess that was regular season that's stats. Old. You can count the two in the bowl game. I mean, yeah. But, but still, then that's, that's a four to one. Essentially, yeah. more than a four to one touchdown interception ratio. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, and <laughs> we we talked about the fact that there were a little uh, some questions about Jalen Daniels' status. He said he was okay to play last week, but why play him? Right, which is what exactly what they did. There's no reason to 
You're playing, playing an FCS school in Missouri State. FCS like, there's school. no reason to. Precisely. So he got the rest he Look needed. He's a big vocab guy over here. Precisely. Okay. What? It, is my vocab that bad sometimes to the point where you have to say impressive? I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Well, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> there you go again. Yeah. Anywho. We, we like going on those tangents, don't we? We do. <laughs> but, yeah, Daniels will be ready after that week one break. And if they mm-hmm. ever need to, they have a pretty pretty good backup. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we see both quarterbacks in the game. Just oh, I wouldn't because. Just to, just to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Leave I mean, Illinois confused. Like, And here's the thing. I mean, Bielema was pointing this out on Monday that He's known Lance Leopold, their head coach for a long time, now also in his third year at Kansas, just like Bielema here at Illinois. Um, his first year, Kansas football, they were terrible. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who was at Wisconsin Whitewater the when they were the height of Division Three, Yeah. Like winning D3 national championships every single year, essentially. Then he goes to Buffalo, kind of really turns that program around, does really well in the five years, I want to say he was there. Um and then, obviously, last year led Kansas to a bowl game and a ranking. And I think Kansas was ranked for the first time since, I want to say, 2006. Yeah, it had been a yeah. very, very long um, time. So, like I mentioned, they got as high as ne- number 19, and they are 5-0. and And they also actually uh, – I think I saw a set that they had called game day on their campus for the first time ever last year when they were hosting wow. TCU in that game. The matchup with two 5-0 and teams in Lawrence. That's, I mean, that's great for their program. Yeah. When was the last time Illinois had a – College game day. Not that well, I, I, I distinctly that, remember. I, I, I do remember a game where Lee Corso put the Illinois helmet on. I'm trying to remember what that was from, but I have to imagine that was probably the last time. And it, it's definitely, that, that it's definitely a been a long time. Sure. That's for sure. But I mean, hey, they got Fox Big Noon Cup kickoff coming for the Penn State game, which obviously that's a little in the future. Well, now. we'll talk about that next week. That game's going to be huge. Imagine you win at Kansas and you go into that. Oh, that place is going to be rocking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you got to worry about this though, right? Yeah, let's now. not get ahead this of is, ourselves. This is this is the this is the big uh, this is the big worry right here. This, this this Kansas team is a good football team. They have a lot of offense, a lot of explosion. Like they they have a very solid squad. Last year had four guys who caught over four hundred yards receiving wise, and I mean this is. This is, this is a good team, man. Like, they still got one of their key receivers in Lawrence Arnold. Also, Quinton Skinner, two really good receivers. Arnold last year, 597 yards, four touchdowns. Skinner last year, 440 yards and five touchdowns. So, you know, when you just look at this roster, I mean, it's a very dynamic offense. Jalen Daniels can throw the ball really well, can run the ball really well. My million-dollar question is, where in the world was the law firm on Saturday night? Yeah, that was like we mentioned. I mean, they got they a, just got they got to be there on Friday night. Well, yeah, and that's that's. I mean, those two guys are a pretty big reason why that defensive line had you know was up there in those preseason rankings, right? And they just they weren't there. I mean, if you told me that they just those two guys didn't show up, I would like. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see that because they weren't involved at all. They got completely taken out of the game as, I as well as the rest you're of the lose the game if they were involved. Honestly, that would have changed our predictions so much. 100%, yeah. Which is why, I mean, think about all those factors and the fact that Illinois was able to pull that out. 
that says so much more about that this team we have this year as opposed to last year. That team last year may have more talent than the one this year. Potentially, there's obviously yeah, there's I mean, there's debates it, either way, but and we won't actually be able to running back measure wise, that. That's not debatable. No, but. it's not. But that team lost so many close games. It did. Think about the way they lost that Indiana game. Yep. They could have won that game in so many ways. We debated that the entire year last year. How could they not win this game when so many opportunities were there? But you come to this first game, how did they not lose they this lose game when that, so many they opportunities lose that game were last there? Year. Oh, no question. I mean, that's a game that straight up they lose last year. When they just looked last year early in the season – like any team that was brought together basically for the first time like that mm -hmm. would be. They just they didn't look like they figured themselves out yet. And although there were a lot of mistakes against Toledo, when it mattered most, they looked like veterans. Sure did. Which was and so impressive. I was, I was reading something on the Champagne Room today, one of the articles on there, and the last time Illinois won a road game to open the seat, quote-unquote road game, I guess, if you will, it was against UConn the year that Illinois went to the bowl game and they just edged them out. I kind of remember. That was the last time UConn. Illinois won their first road game of the season. Well, and it was way too close at the time, too. Like right. that game against UConn. Because you, that UConn team not be literally finished 2-10 and 10 that year. Yeah. Well, this was like towards the, the bottom of the Illinois football era. <laughs> um, and I guess, you know, well, they still I mean, when you bowl. think about it, that was Lovey Smith's best year. Oh, six and six to one of the Red Box Bowl. Oh, man. Hey, but they beat Wisconsin. That's true. They did. I remember that game. I'll never forget that game. I'll never forget the uh, Michigan State comeback either. That, the funny thing is we, is looked, funny we looked at that for years. The exact same year. We looked at, at that season for a few years as like a magical year when Illinois finished with year. a losing record. Right. Six and seven. Yeah. Because of the... I guess you would say embarrassment to Cal in the bowl game. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you just can't give Bielema enough credit for turning this awful program around so fast. But I mean, already going into year three, we're talking about this is like the year to – I mean, granted, the fact that divisions are going away in the Big Ten starting next year, but this is like the year to contend for a Big Ten championship. Which is why it was so huge for at least the confidence of this team to win that game one. It wasn't a must win, but it was like a win. It wasn't a must win, but it was a win you needed to have. You know what I'm saying? I you kind of feel what I'm. Yeah, I yeah. honestly, I would still argue it was a must win because I know that yeah, you only lose one game. It's just one to start the season. It's tough to play that well against a good team. But, but then if you lose to Kansas on Friday night, you're 0 and 2 going into Penn State, where you're probably going to lose that one and start yeah. 0 and 3. 0 and 3. And do you? How many teams can bounce back from that? I mean, how much – Twitter is a toxic, awful place. How, how much hate would there be if oh, Illinois God. followed last year with that? Is it basketball start? season yet? Is it basketball season yet? Is it basketball season yet? And probably seven more of those, honestly. But, yeah, no, it was – That was a lot about the many this. tweets we'd see of is it basketball it season It is. Yet? And it says a lot about that team early on that they were able to, to come back when everything was against them, multiple times when everything was against them, and miraculously pull out that win. and. You know, now it's Kansas. They're 1-0. Let's go get a win on Friday. Yeah, well, uh, I think this is a good transition into predicting the little score for the game. So uh, Kansas enters as three-point favorites at home, which, you know, I, I, can, I, can see, I can see why. Makes sense. 
Once again, they won 48-17 to over Missouri State in their season opener last Friday night. That was at home as well. Um, Illinois, of course, beating Toledo 30-28, to but this is a big one, Noah. Do the Illini go into Lawrence and get a, I guess, technically against the spread, it would be called an upset? I'm, and, you know, this partially has to do with my, my, my mental uh, uh, problems with jinxing. Um, I, I usually don't like picking the Illini when I feel like it's this close, you know. But um, I, I think Kansas, I think Kansas comes out with the win. Yeah. Um, I don't like picking against the Illini, but that with the way Illinois, the Illini defense looked, uh, first game without Ryan Walters, he was such a key part. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying anything against Aaron Henry, but it's just tough to replace a guy like that. It is. And it is. they didn't look good on either side of the ball outside of that pick six. And you have such, like, a by far, such a better offense in Kansas. And, you know, one play goes their way. Those fans are so loud. Mm hmm. I think it's a really high-scoring game. Yeah. Just because Kansas's defense was so incredibly awful last year. Well, quite bad. Well, they ranked last in the Big 12. It's a Big 12, 12 defense, too. They, they ranked in, in the, Yeah, and in the Big 12, that's saying in something. In the Big 12, <laughs> they allowed 58 touchdowns last year. That's saying something. They allowed 58 touchdowns last year. Well, when you got the season. offense you do, I mean, it makes yeah. up for it. So. Yeah, well, I mean, they were second uh, exactly. in, in the Big 12 last year. Yeah. They had 63 touchdowns scored, 58 touchdowns scored against. That's awful. Um, so I think with how confident Luke Altmaier was, I'm on the Altmaier train now, by the way. I know it was one game, but I'm on it. But, I think I am too. Yeah, some of the strengths he showed. Yeah. It says so much about his character. So I think that he leads the offense to get 31 points. Okay. I think Illinois gets 31, and I think they're just not able to stop Jalen Daniels. I think it's 38-31, Kansas. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm kind of on that same wavelength. Um, this game is weird to me. So, in my opinion, and I don't know how you feel about what I'm about to say, but if the Illini win, I feel like they win by, like, two or three scores. And they, like, play up the entire game. It is, it is hard to imagine Illinois finding a way to win another really close game back-to-back -back weeks. That's like what that. I'm saying. So, I see where you're the, coming from. Because the way they won on the road last year in some games, I feel like they could try and do that sort of similar thing on Friday night. But if it's a close game, Kansas is going to win. And I see it being a close game. I actually have Kansas winning on a last-second field goal. Ugh, and painful. I got them winning 33-30. to 30. Okay. Yeah, we both have it being high-scoring. because I, I, have it, I have it being a very high-scoring game, very competitive down the last second. In fact, the Atlanta might even tie it up before the, last, before the last possession of the game to Kansas. And, like... It's going to be kind of, once again, another who's going to throw the last haymaker kind of game. And I really, I, I want to pick the Illini in this so badly. <laughs> and I want to see them win this so badly. Because like, like we talked about, going into Penn State being 2-0 would be electric. But it it's, it's, it's really hard to see in their first true road test against another program who's on the rise, them being able to get that big of a win in just the second week of this new-look team season. So I got Kansas 33-30 to in what's going to be a barn burner the entire time. It's, yeah. yeah, I could see it <clears throat> really any of the ways. It's, it's always so hard to predict college sports. It but really is. I, 
Yeah, I see Kansas winning. That offense is just going to give Illinois a lot of trouble. I'm with you. I'm with you. But before we say so long for this first of two episodes this week, and we'll talk about that in a second, let's give a little shout-out to the volleyball team, 4-1 and one so far this season after, I guess I was bad luck calling their game against Wichita State last Friday. You were Friday. clearly the only reason they lost. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely not the fact that, you know, a lot of mistakes in that match. But uh, other than that, uh, fun fact so far, in matches where they have uh, played four or less sets, they're 4-0. In matches where they played five sets, they're on one Hey, they, they're coming off a couple of back-to-back wins against Illinois State and UIC, three to one each, which against both those teams, that's probably how it should be. But uh, Caroline Barnes, the main libero, back in action after being injured to start the season. So great to see that. Yeah, she's, and, big, she's uh, a big part of that team. Oh, yeah. And they looked pretty good against UIC after the first set, mm-hmm. uh, better than they have basically all season. So. You know, maybe that's a sign of things to come. A libero is such a huge part of that Absolutely. team. Their communication and everything just being everywhere. They got a couple of matches coming up this weekend, starting tonight, actually, against Notre Dame. That'll be at 6 p.m., and only be able to listen to that. I'm not too sure I can watch it, but listen on WDWS as well as the match on Friday night, tomorrow night against Oklahoma, but you're probably going to be watching the football game anyway. Notre Dame, a team also who beat Wichita State, so common opponent there for both uh, Illinois and Notre Dame. And uh, Notre Dame took beat the Shockers 3-2. The Shockers beat the Illini 3-2. So something's going to have to give there, I think. I guess so. And uh, it would be kind of cool to see the Illini give Oklahoma and Notre Dame some, uh, some good action this weekend. Yeah, and you know they, the best team they've played so far, theoretically at least, is Wichita State. Right. And now that you're playing some bigger names... It's like, are they going to, you know, keep up that fight? They're used to playing some of the the lesser teams in in Division One, especially if you're talking about Illinois State. Right. And by the way, looked awful in that in that match. If we're being honest, me yeah. and Will were both there for yep. the broadcast uh, behind yep, the scenes, yep, yep. and it, they just didn't look good. But you know, maybe Caroline Barnes is the boost they needed. Maybe at a perfect time. So. Yeah, and because of that, I'm not going to give like. Oh, I think they're going to win in five. I think they're going to win in four. I'm not going to say that. I think they're going to go one and one against Notre Dame and Oklahoma. I'm going to say they'll win one of those, they'll lose the other one. And I'd be fine with that, yeah. personally, just I'm, from an outsider standpoint. Yeah. I'd love to see 2-0. and oh. I mean, you can beat both these teams. Or neither are ranked. Yeah. So. And actually, fun, fun fact, Wichita State beat Oklahoma in an exhibition match. Oh. So another common opponent, I guess yeah. you could say. I could see, I could see it being one and one too. Yeah. I'll, I'll side with you on that one. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on seeing how the volleyball team does. They're not at home again for a while. They don't play at home again until Michigan State on yeah. September 24th. So, got a long time away from Huff Hall after the uh, after the three straight matches between Valparaiso, Wichita State, and Illinois State. So, we'll have to keep an eye on the volleyball team. Hopefully, they do well this weekend. And uh, But for now, that's pretty much all the time we're going to have for you on uh, episode one of this week of ISN Now. But our goal... Now, Noah, is to start bringing you not just one, but two shorter episodes per week. Yeah, well, the thought process behind that was in an episode like this, you've already heard from a bunch of other people how the game went. So really, if if you want to listen to us, it's just to hear our beautiful voices. Of course. Um, But now our goal is to have a podcast the day after the football game so that, you know, our analysis, our takes on what happened, all that information can come to you mm-hmm. the day, like the next day. So you have it right there. Yep. And then the next podcast would be basically that 
the weekend same, preview pretty much. Yeah, that same week where uh, we kind of split the original episode up, talk about the game, the first one, right after the game, and then preview the upcoming week. So right. you're actually going to be able to organize those better. And, you know, it'll be a little more engaging is the hope. And we are very close to getting back into our, or not, I guess, getting back, but getting into our brand new podcast here in Richmond Studio. Got about another two weeks, I think. Is uh, it can't like come soon enough. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll have to deal with uh, just the audio version of the podcast for now. But with we're no very excited too. to be able to start posting these on YouTube and stuff like that. And uh, and we'll have the ISN music back too. We will. Need we will. that. That's, that's Rounds it out pretty Always nicely. makes it a so, lot more fun. But um, Indeed. We plan on, since, of course, this is kind of a more odd situation, we do plan on bringing you another episode on Sunday to recap Friday night's game. Hopefully at that time, we'll also, I mean, we'll know the volleyball, how volleyball did on tonight and Friday, but we will be talking to you once again on Sunday, and Friday should be fun. It should be. Everyone make sure to... Watch the Illini as they go into Lawrence. 6.30 p.m. on ESPN2 tomorrow night. You better tune in. You better tune in. See you next time.